This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today's guest on Valley Views is Desiree Lipka, Clinical Supervisor for Sol Vista Health. Our topic today is going to be mental health in the holidays. Des, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me back. We've talked many times, and it seems like there's always something to talk about. There's always something going on with mental health. For those hearing about Sol Vista for the first time, tell us a bit about what it is, where it is, its geography, its role. Sure. Sol Vista Health is a private, not-for-profit organization that serves Chafee Lake, Custer, and Fremont counties. Our office in Westcliff is located at 511 Main Street. We serve anyone who has issues with behavioral health, mental health, substance use, and we are an outpatient organization. But we also have a regional assessment center in Salida, which has a medication withdrawal program and also an acute treatment program, which are both inpatient programs. When you're working with clients, it's a single, it's family, it's group. How does it work? Oh, it's all those things. So we do individual therapy, we do family therapy, we group therapy, we specialize in child and family services as well as adult, and we serve really all ages from birth till elderly. Okay. Now, one of the reasons for getting together here in December is to talk about the holidays. So in the Hallmark world, everything is rosy around the holidays, and there's a lot about which to get excited over the holidays. But for some, this is a tough season. What's your perspective? You're right in the middle of these things. Yes, I think that what makes the holidays very difficult for some people is the Hallmark expectation, is that, oh, it's just such a wonderful time of year, and everybody should be happy and smiling and we're going to all get presents and this. And and the truth is that a lot of people, one, financially can't live up to those expectations. And so that gets very sad for some people. Some people, the holiday season means increase in domestic violence, increase in child abuse, increase in use of drugs and alcohol, And so memories, childhood memories can be very traumatic and households can be very unstable during this time. There certainly can be challenges along those lines. As far as your workload, seeing clients, does it increase, decrease, stay about the same over the holidays? It stays about the same. People don't generally back off during the holiday season, but we also don't see a big big rise in um, enrollment. So what are some of the signs of depression, especially some of the more initial ones or more subtle ones that folks might miss? Yeah. First, let me clarify signs and symptoms. Signs of depression are things that we can see in other people. And symptoms are things that people have that they have to tell you that's going on with them, right? So if someone's feeling sad that would be a symptom. But if they're crying, that would be a sign, right? Okay. 
And so some of the things we may see is people may be extremely irritable, may increase or I guess disrupt sleeping. They may be sleeping too much, sleeping not enough, increase use of drugs and alcohol. Also, we may see a disruption in eating patterns. And (laughs) I laugh when I say that because, you know, the holidays, what do we do, right? We eat. We eat. So you may see changes in people is what we want to look for, right? If someone is generally eating three meals a day and then all of a sudden they aren't eating but one, that would be something we would look for as a sign. Okay. If someone wanted to find out more, they thought, hey, maybe I should talk with someone, how would they get started? And I notice on your website there's a button that says get started. Yeah. So that seems like a start. But suggestions for how your clients uh, find you, perhaps. And they can always call. They can call the any of our phone numbers. And our primary number is 719-275-2351. They can also call 783-0556, which is the Westcliff number. They're all going to take you to our wonderful administrative assistance staff who can answer any question that you have and direct you to how to get enrolled. Or you can get on the website and get started by the Get Start button. You know, some people are techie, savvy, IT-ish. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't. So um, we have a variety of ways that you can get a hold of us. So Des, some people might be hesitant because they don't feel they can afford therapy. What would you say to them? I'd say that Sol Vista Health does not turn anyone away for inability to pay. We have a variety of ways, payment methods. Um, we take Medicaid, Medicare, private insurance, and we also have a sliding fee scale for those that have limited access to funds. I suspect there's folks out there who sense that a conversation would be useful, but they're hesitant to call, and they might not call. What would you tell them? I would tell them that I think it takes a lot of courage to pick up the phone and make that first phone call. It's a difficult thing to do, and I think that I would like to hope that when you do call that you get a caring person on our end of the line that's going to help you through that process and make it less scary. And I suspect there are demographic groups that are particularly at risk or more at risk. I am a retired white person. I'm in a pretty high-risk group, I suspect. Gary, you are (laughs) in a in a very high-risk group in that the highest suicide rate in the country is elderly white males. Thanks for pointing out the elderly part. Sure, (laughs) anytime. (laughs) And what about kids? What about school-age kids? Teenagers are very high-risk, and especially with that impulsive behavior, that's what puts teenagers at high risk. And then if we add substances to that, it increases the risk even more. And for school-age kids, what are their biggest challenges these days? Life. (laughs) I think it's just really hard to be a kid. And I think coming out of COVID, there's been big changes. Kids struggled a lot during the couple years. And 
really kind of re-entering the social world of school. There's a lot going on. Thanks for mentioning COVID. We've been through it for multiple years now. Do you see it getting back to some normalcy, or is this the new normal? Yeah, that's a really good question. The one thing that I can say about what has helped us as a mental health center is that we have this ability now to treat people via Zoom, and that has given a lot more people access to mental health services. It's wonderful in that people that have transportation issues or childcare issues, we have a lot more flexibility now to treat those folks, and it's wonder- that's a wonderful thing. Very true. And how many folks are in the local office here in Westcliff? We have five of us. That's a serious number of people yeah. looking at mental health. Yeah. And let me tell you who they are in their roles. We have an adult clinician and we have a child and family clinician. We have our veteran affairs liaison and we have another adult clinician who is also in a director role and then myself who has a variety of hats that we wear and then we have our admin assistant. That sounds good. Are there any generalizations you can make between small town rural like we are and the big city? Are there different issues, uh, different focuses, uh, different uh, challenges that the clients face? I don't think so. Okay. I think mental health really just swipes across all of that. Okay, that's fair. What is your background to be doing this? I have a master's degree in social work, and I have been in the field for 45 plus years and worked in a variety of settings, including um, medical hospitals adolescent, uh, inpatient, residential, and acute care, and I've done some private practice, and I've been with Solvista as an outpatient clinician for 23 years. So being in the business, if you will, for 40-plus years, what are the most rewarding aspects of the job? I can tell you that I, I talked to a client this morning Talking to her, she said, you know, you saved my life. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be where I am if it hadn't been for you and other people at Sol Vista that serve her. And if one person tells me that in my whole career, that's a rewarding feeling. Very good example. What are the biggest challenges in your job? People don't like to change. (laughs) It's hard. Uh, uh, Therapy is hard work. Mm -hmm. And so it's keeping people motivated to make changes in their lives. Great. So, Des, Sol Vista Health is part of the Wet Mountain Valley Spirit Campaign, which coincidentally is going on right now. What would you say to someone listening who's getting ready to write their check and might be considering Sol Vista Health? I think I'd like to just remind people that Sol Vista Health is a nonprofit organization. We are not funded by any government entities, and we rely on insurance payments, obviously, but also the generosity of our community members. And because of that, we're able to serve everyone 
that comes through the door. Very good. And under full disclosure, I am on the board of the Wet Mountain Valley Community Foundation. Uh, Des, one more time with contact information if someone wanted to get in touch, maybe a website, a phone number. The website, soulvistahealth.org. And the phone number, the easiest one is 719-275-2351. Very good. Des, thanks for stopping by. Gary, it's always a pleasure. We've been visiting with Desiree Lipka, Clinical Supervisor of Soul Vista Health, and we've been talking about mental health and the holidays. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a rainbow.